in many ways, Reddit is one of the best sources of information on the internet. If you want an honest product review, advice on how to best troubleshoot a software issue, hear the latest stories about Taylor Swift's love life, or just scroll through the nichiest of niche memes, Reddit has got your back, and your front, for that matter. In the last few weeks, Reddit's management team have seemed to pick a fight with, well, everyone on the site. It's rare for all of a company's users to turn against it in such an intense way. But after a recent announcement that a company will no longer be offering their API for third-party apps, users have closed ranks and made the site virtually unusable. Many of the site's most popular subreddits have been vigorously protesting, at first through a blackout boycott and now in more creative ways. Reddit CEO Steve Huffman has continued to dig in his heels. He is making it clear that unless third-party apps are willing to pay the fees that the site demands, he has no interest in working with them. Uh, hey, I could make it really easy on you. If you think Apollo is costing you $20 million a year, you cut me a check for $10 million and we cannot both skip off into the sunset. It's a move that has me scratching my head. For a platform that is completely dependent on happy users and community engagement, what's the upside to alienating users? I'm Haya Camp, stepping in for Daryl this week. This is the TechCrunch podcast, where we talk about the top stories in tech with the people who cover them. Today, Morgan Sung is joining me to talk about Reddit. In particular, we are exploring if there is room for a compromise between the moderators who keep the site running, the third-party apps that users love, and a profit-motivated Reddit management team. I am joined by Morgan, and we are talking about the utter disaster that is Reddit at the moment. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Oh, anytime. So I've been a Redditor since the early days, and I've seen a lot of wild ups and downs on the platform. And, you know, the site has weathered a lot of really weird stuff, and it feels mm -hmm. like this is particularly epic. What happened? I think in previous Reddit debacles, you know, it was kind of user against user. And this seems to be really like user against the platform. And it's not the first time we've seen a platform completely, I guess, villainize itself. But it is, I think, one of the biggest examples of a platform really getting all of its users to turn against it. I mean, that's kind of impressive, right? You've got to really put your back into it. You've got to really like screw things up for everyone to be this mad at you. So how did they screw up? There was something about APIs. So what's an API and what's changed? Yeah, so an API, it lets a third-party app communicate with the website. So if you're using a third-party app, you know, you're using Redis API, it's like you can use the app to upvote a post or to comment on a post or to scroll through posts, reload new posts, like all of those are API requests. And Reddit, its API used to be free and Reddit decided to start charging for third-party apps to use that service, depending on how much data they use. And a lot of people were mad because most independent third-party app developers can't afford that. And so most of these apps are free, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, there are a few that, you know, do charge a monthly fee. I know Apollo, one of the biggest apps, the developer discussed, you know, maybe raising prices for people to use that app, but ultimately said, like, it just wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. So Apollo seems to be one of the things that's right in the middle of this thing. And Christian Selig, who's the developer who kind of founded it, basically seems to have picked a particularly public fight with Reddit. <laughs> What's that all about? Yeah. So Apollo is one of the most popular apps that people use to scroll through Reddit. And Christian Selig put out this explosive post on the Apollo subreddit, basically, you know, shaking down Reddit, saying that they were not going to work with him, that they had insulted him, and that they had called his, I guess, data usage inefficient, and that other Reddit claims that there are other third-party apps that use data more efficiently, quote, than Apollo does. And Apollo is one of the most beloved apps. It's so, you know, widely used. And I think the fact that 
one of the biggest, most popular apps is having this public fallout with Reddit itself is kind of what started this whole storm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like the Reddit CEO, Huffman, seems to basically have said, eh, things sometimes go sideways and this will blow over. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, it seems like there's two major things that have happened. One, a bunch of subreddits basically just switched themselves off and said, well, we are in protest. And a bunch of them that were generating a lot of money for Reddit basically said, okay, we are not safe for work yes. subreddits now. Yes. So it's a really interesting thing, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened there? Right. So not safe for work content is not very advertiser friendly. And a lot of these major subreddits were like, screw it. We are allowing you to post nudes on our site, on our subreddit so that Reddit can't make money off of us um, because advertisers don't want to advertise with content of, you know, boobs. Yeah. And I think it's actually a really, like, I love, I love a little bit of protest, to be honest. And I think it's a really elegant protest, like within the rules, like the moderators get to choose whether or not they run safe for work or not safe for work subreddits. And they can just say, well, actually, we're going to poison the well of advertising by <laughs> saying, okay, there's going to be a lot of porn, essentially, on these subreddits. Right. And I think it's really funny, too, the way that these, like, very specific subreddits are bending their own subreddit rules to kind of embody this protest. Like, I think, you know, the subreddit interesting as fuck, which is, you know, where people are just sharing fun facts. Now they're like, oh, anything that is quite literally interesting as fuck, <laughs> you know, it's, it's porn. It's just constant porn everywhere. Right. And the interesting thing is that, of course, was one of the subreddits that often fed to all, which is kind of the mm -hmm. all of Reddit. So now all has a bunch of porn on it. And the entire site seems to have kind of devolved into depravity, which <laughs> I am totally for, to be honest. But of course, the advertising and Reddit itself they must be having a bit of a, a sphincter-clenching moment right now. Oh, absolutely. I think also the fact that Reddit relies so heavily on its unpaid moderators, I mean, that's kind of where this whole protest boils down to, is unpaid labor of moderators. And the fact that so many moderators are being like, nope, I'm hands off, do whatever you want, let the site evolve into chaos, and I personally will not be moderating. And I think that is a beautiful protest. Yeah, Taking a, a little step back, I think it's a really interesting, like crowdsourcing works when everybody mm -hmm. agrees that what they're doing works, right? And then when the site blows something up, like what's your take on this? It feels like it's kind of like, is this the end of days or is there like a solution in inside, you think? Well, I think crowdsourcing works when everyone, like you said, wants to work together. And in this case, crowdsourcing is working against Reddit in that, you know, Everyone wants to work together to make Reddit worse for Reddit. They're making Reddit better for the community. I think a lot of why Reddit worked the way it did is because people had a genuine sense of community on it. And now that Reddit has sort of proven like, oh, well, we see our community, the people that generate content and bring users and draw advertisers to us as a metric, not as something to actually invest in. You know, people are understandably mad. You know, maybe there is some compromise here. Maybe, you know, a week ago there was room for the CEO to make amends with the Reddit community, even if it was, you know, lowering the prices of its API. But at this point, you know, the comments that he said about how, you know, moderators are landed gentry or like how, you know, people just don't understand like how much effort Reddit puts into its community when in reality it's community putting effort into Reddit. You know, at the end of the day, I think it might be a little bit late for compromise. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll ever see Reddit really, you know, go back to the way it was. I think we can definitely see some sort of equilibrium be reached. But, you know, I think the days of 2018 Reddit are very, very much over. Yeah. 
And I think it's so interesting, too, that like before Reddit, there was a lot of forums, mm-hmm. right? There were forums for everything. Like I was on a forum for a football team. I was on a forum for a motorbike. I was on a forum for all these kind of like super niche things. And eventually everybody realized, wait a minute, maintaining all these forums costs money. It's hard. I just want to run a forum. I don't want to learn how to run a server. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that kind of stuff moved over to Reddit. And I was like, well, they offered a platform. We get a very good platform that works. We can moderate it and that kind of thing. Like that mm-hmm. works really well. And then, of course, when these changes happen, everything kind of went a little bit skew-whiff. <laughs> and then there was this whole thing, that another story that broke recently, which was mm-hmm. this group of hackers stole a whole bunch of data from Reddit uh, a while ago, I think, about mm-hmm. 80 gigabytes worth. And then they, when this whole debacle came down, they did two things. They threatened to release the information if they didn't pay a ransom, which mm-hmm. is what you know oh, yes. blackmail usually works. But then they also said, you also have to re- reverse your API price hike. <laughs> And so what you're seeing is essentially a hacker that's both trying to make some money, but also taking a stand, right? So these are hackers who who aren't just after the money. They also care very specifically about this change. And I don't think I've seen that happen before. Like somebody hacking a site to kind of force <laughs> a policy change. That seems pretty extreme. Right. It's almost like a digital Robin Hood sort of situation where like they are, you know, stealing from the rich and maybe what they're doing is not morally right. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel that morally wrong, you know? Right. I think it also just embodies like that sort of spirit of the Reddit community in that people on Reddit do have a very strong sense of investing in each other, of preserving the community that they have. You know, even if the ways they go about it aren't always, you know, objectively the best. But I think that's also Reddit, you know? And Reddit has always been very like ends justify the means. We just want to have a place where we can enthuse about our interests without having to grovel to the CEO. Yeah. Well, and I think this is one of my favorite things about Reddit, right? If you are extremely conservative and you want to discuss what the best guns are, you can do that on Reddit. Mm -hmm. If you want to discuss, you know, Republican politics, you can do that. If you want to discuss how you are a communist and want to overthrow the government, you can do that too. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those weird platforms where everything is welcome because each individual subreddit is actually pretty siloed from all Mm -hmm. the other ones. And it is kind of amazing to see like a lot of very disparate uh, subreddit suddenly agree that, wait a minute, this is not the community we want. And this is where I'm curious. Like, it seems like they've really misunderstood like what Reddit is to its users. And that seems mm-hmm. like something more fundamental than an API change. Right, absolutely. It seems like, you know, Reddit sees itself as something that is providing a service to its users and almost doing its users a favor. Whereas, you know, in reality, it's the community of Reddit itself doing Reddit a favor. Like Reddit is not the one, you know, algorithmically generating content for you. It's the community that is generating content to serve to other community members. And I think a lot of this... I guess, shitstorm um, really stems from the fact that Reddit does not understand its user base and why its user base enjoys Reddit. Mm -hmm. Well, that seems like, so we've seen this play again on Twitter, right? Twitter Mm -hmm. famously got new leadership and started charging for its APIs, charging for check marks and all sorts of crazy stuff. Then nobody wanted the check marks and then people like, wait, why are we paying for this thing? Mm -hmm. And it seems like Reddit is kind of taking that game plan and saying, yeah, that seems like a great idea. And I'm confused because it didn't work out very well for Twitter. So do you have any thoughts on how the Reddit leadership thought that was a good idea? I mean, I think it really just boils down to money. You know, people liked Reddit because it was a free service and they liked that they could gather and talk about their hobbies, talk about, you know, like what you said, topics that, you know, you can't really find on other parts of the internet. 
And I think, you know, a lot of why Reddit started charging for its API is because it claims that these third-party apps are using a disproportionate amount of data and that Mm -hmm. they want people to pay for the amount of data they are taking up. I think despite how Twitter has gone down, I think Reddit is seeking profit above, you know, investing in what it already has. And that is clearly not going well for them in any way. Yeah. There is some aspects of this that I do understand, right? A company is a company and needs to make money. I get that. APIs, like I imagine that a lot of these apps actually take the adverts out of the stream, right? So Mm -hmm. the APIs are both the cost, but also a lost revenue opportunity. So from a business point of view, I kind of get it. And it feels like the response has just been so tone deaf to what the community is, wants and does that I'm just, I'm just confused. I'm like, I don't. I don't understand how you can be the CEO of a site like Reddit and Mm -hmm. understand your own product so poorly. Right. And I think, you know, in the past, the CEO of Reddit has previously done AMAs. He's previously been very involved in the community, been posting kind of like he's been interacting with his own product. And it seems like he just has not in recent years. He hasn't understood like what Reddit has turned into and, you know, the kind of space that Reddit fosters. Yeah. Hey, I really look forward to keeping an eye on this uh, evolving story. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us about it. Absolutely. I hope this protest continues. We will see how much porn people can possibly find on Reddit. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of porn on the internet, I've heard. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Never seen it, but I heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We're recording a little bit earlier than usual, so we may have missed the last minute stories breaking in the second half of the week. But here are some of the headlines our little reporter bees have been buzzing about this week. Look, I'm an avid scuba diver and I have a lot of respect for the sea. It's hard to explain how terrified I got of this week's big nautical news. A submersible on an expedition to the Titanic wreckage went missing after just an hour and 45 minutes. The company operating the sub is called OceanGate, After the disappearance, it became clear that the company has a number of reported instances of playing a bit fast and loose with safety. That's not exactly what you want from a vessel that's going into one of the world's most inhospitable environments. The former director of marine operations at OceanGate, David Lockridge, was fired after raising concern about its first-of-a-kind carbon fiber hull and other systems before its maiden voyage. According to a court filing by Lockridge, his report detailed numerous safety concerns, including visible flaws in the carbon fiber that may not have been able to withstand the pressure changes a sub undergoes as it journeys to the ocean floor. Luckridge's recommendation was that non-destructive testing of the Titan's hull were necessary to ensure a solid and safe product, but he was told this kind of testing was impossible. As we're recording this, the US Coast Guard says that there may be audible noises from the sub, but that it's currently still missing. Mark Harris has the full story for TechCrunch. Inflation and supply chain issues have made manufacturing batteries more difficult and costly, which adds a great deal of pressure on vehicle manufacturers. The reason why this matters is that the automotive industry has pinned its near-term decarbonization goals on electric vehicles. Many automakers have invested billions in new factories, expecting the demand for EVs to rise in coming years. Last week, Volkswagen announced that it has been able to successfully dry coat both the cathode and anode materials in a lithium-ion battery, a process that could save the company hundreds of millions of dollars. To read more about how this process can save so much money and the implications it has for the automotive industry, read Tim DeChant's article on TechCrunch Plus. Also, good news. If you don't have a TechCrunch Plus subscription, you can use code TCPODCAST, all in one word, to get 20% off a two-year membership. 
WhatsApp continues to be a very popular chat app, in particular in parts of the world where Apple's iOS isn't the dominant operating system. The app is very popular in India, where it has more than half a billion users. In India in particular, users have been complaining about a rapid rise in spam calls. It will come as a huge relief to those of us getting bombarded with spam calls that the Meta-owned company has launched a new feature. Users now have the ability to silence calls from numbers that aren't in your address book. Phew! Ivan Meta has the full story on the site. Last night, I watched the first episode of the new Black Mirror season, and my goodness, they continue to be bleak as ever. Season 6 brings more ambitious episodes, A-list actors, and more ways to think about how technology and human interaction could look in the future. The Dystopia Forward TV series introduces a new streaming service called Streamberry, which is unmistakably meant to paradise Netflix. The intro graphic, for example, has the line animation that the popular streaming service uses, for example, and the user interface is almost identical. It's worth noting that since season 3 back in 2016, the Black Mirror series has been Netflix's original programming. Netflix, in turn, embraced its parody brother by launching a couple of websites supporting the TV shows, including Streamberry.tv. Lauren Forrestal has the full story on TechCrunch. Alright, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. You can read all of the stories we talked about at TechCrunch.com, and if you like what you hear, give us a 5-star rating and review. Join us at Disrupt in San Francisco this September. Save up to $600 when you buy your pass now through August 11th, and save 15% on top of that with promo code CRUNCH. Visit TechCrunch.com Disrupt to learn more. And finally, don't miss the other TC podcasts. We have Found, Equity, and Chain Reaction. Next week, Daryl's back, so keep a lookout for him. See you next week. The TechCrunch podcast is hosted by myself, managing editor Daryl Etherington. We're produced by Maggie Stamitz with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. Alyssa Stringer leads audience development and Henry Pickovit manages TechCrunch's audio products. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.